This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Nextlander podcast. We had a banger of a show last week. So many games. March kicking it off. When I was making the rundown for this week, it was um, there were a lot of games on it. Fewer games this week, but not lesser games. Alex Navarro, how are you? There are no lesser games, only no. lesser players. That's me. The lesser no. player, Vinny Caravella. Brad Shoemaker, how are you it's playing? Hate, hate the lesser game. Uh-huh. Don't hate the lesser player. Uh, you can hate the lesser I player. I don't know. I don't know, man. There games absolutely games are lesser games. games, by the way. I'm lying. There are a lot of games. There are. There are a lot of games. The games keep coming out. People keep making them. I I need to stop playing new games so I can actually finish some. You can never. It's it's endless. You can't keep up. Uh, I wonder if there's a record. I think there's a Guinness Guinness record for everything, but for most games completed, I don't even know what that would be. How do you Mm. even see credits on certain games? That feels like the kind of thing that is ripe for exploitation or gaming. Yeah, oh, gaming. That's what the I'm talking rules. about. Uh, if a person, I'm not going to name any names, uh-huh. we certainly don't know anyone who's ever gotten a video game record in the Guinness Book. No, that seems impossible. Definitely not. That's Definitely. A- and, and such a person would never 
stretch the definition of the rules in you know, order to get in there. They just make up records now. What happened to Guin- Guinness? What happened to you? What happened? sold out, man. It used to just be about long fingernails and stuff, man. What happened? Yeah, you to can't you? fake long finger. Well, I guess you could. I guess actually. I guess you could, but you got to put some work into it. Okay, are there? Are there Lee press on like long, gross fingernail? Like I haven't cut my fingernails in a year. I'm sure. I don't know if Lee like pre- Lee is making them, but uh, I don't think do Lee is making much of anything these days. <laughs> I'm not sure they still make stuff, but uh, they- you know, check Spirit Halloween around uh, <laughs> around that time of year and okay. see what they got. Wait, those those press on nails no longer. Oh, man, I mean, there are press on nails. Yeah, yeah, there are still companies making that product. I'm not yeah. sure Lee is one of them though. That particular thing. brand is what I mean. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Guys, uh, you guys into those or or are familiar with those really elaborate? Um, uh, I don't. There's probably a name for it, but I don't know. I have a friend who does them, uh, where you put like gems and stuff in the nail and then paint around it, and they look they look like a freaking Faberge egg. They're you're like, talking about really, fancy nails, like yeah. super fancy nails, not like oh I got like blue with some highlights on it. Like right. there's a sailboat in the middle of this nail with gems on it style. It, uh, they're wild. Like, so like I bedazzling don't your nails. It's art. I don't know what you do. Bedazzling is also art, but, uh, yeah. it's amazing. But I don't, I don't partake, but I've definitely known people who, uh, that was clearly their form of expression. Yeah. It was like just insane nail art. And, uh, I respect it. But, uh, basically, look, man, I just cut my nails with nail scissors. All right. I'm not nail a scissors. person who. Wait, you use scissors? Yeah. Use those little nail scissors? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh man! I don't like nail clippers. clippers. There's something about the way yeah. they sure. snap that just ew, it mm. makes my makes me cringe a little bit. Do you? Uh, here's here's my <laughs> here we go. Here's my thing with nail clippers. All um, right, here we go. We're really just yeah. kicking things off with like the banger topics. There are two types of nail clippers. One has a concave side. One has a convex side. Like one bows out and one bows in. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. I. You'd think you would only ever use the ones that bow, like kind of curve in, right? Yeah, yeah. Concave to match the shape of your uh, nail. Of your nail, right? So what? we have a set in the house that's the other way, and like, do you know how it got there? Like a manufacturing defect? I don't know. They must make them because when I looked them up, I was like, oh, this is a thing. Um, but you know, I think I kind of prefer it because um. Like the ones that match the shape of your nail kind of never match the profile of my like big wide fingers. Mm-hmm. So it always would be like, oh, it's it's cutting in there. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I should get myself a pair of nail, nail scissors is uh, is the way to go. I to it's go. it's worked just fine for me is all I'll say. Have you always been a nail scissors kind of guy? For as long as I've been cutting my own nails. Yes. Did you, was there a point when you didn't cut somebody else cut your nails? When I was a tiny little kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You didn't just chew them. Uh, I mean, I did, but then my parents <laughs> told me to stop, and then I actually did stop. Okay, wow. You didn't have to put the stuff on your nails, the, like, uh, no. the lacquer? Okay. No, it wasn't, like, a super compulsive habit. It was more of, like, just a little kid thing that you do because you're not thinking about it. Sure. Yes. Yes. Like, like pen caps in the mouth. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, we nails. Never, we never did solve the mystery of who it was that was cutting their nails in the office Ugh. before we stopped being in the office. It's probably better that I don't know, because if I knew, that would be the predominant thing that I would think about every time I saw them. I don't know I if have, I, I knew I have, that was I a problem. Some, I have some suspicions, but I can't, 
I have no evidence. Was mm. that after I had gone to the East Coast? Because oh, well, long after. Okay. Like right, right toward the end before we weren't in the office anymore. And I hate to ask this because I kind of don't want to know the answer, but we are journalists here. Uh, so let's just find out. Allegedly. No, yeah, you're squinting, galaxy. Yeah, no, no mm. nobody even alleges. Um, is it because you found nail clippings? Yes. Ah, mm, not okay. In a common uh, not area, okay. uh, not, even, not even like near somebody's desk, which you know that that alone that in itself would have been evidence. But this was in a common. This uh, was in a studio. Uh, so in the studio around the common commonly used gaming PC. Uh, I'm not as grossed out by nails as I am, you know, various other human leavings, but uh-huh. uh, that's still a profoundly uncool thing to do. Sound cool. Yeah. Or what would it was is like dental floss worse? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's you, worse. Wait, the floss itself like, no, like used you, floss. Used floss, dental yeah. floss is grosser. Lying around? Yes, that's yeah. that's definitely more disgusting than the nails. nails? Yes, mm, you might they're be right. both they're both unpleasant. I even, don't say. None of these even, are preferable. Even even flossing your teeth in a common area is gross. Even yeah, if you the dispose of the floss, like stuff flies out of your teeth sometimes. It's true. That is true. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to name any names, but someone did that in the studio as oh, well. Man, what is going on over there? Okay, used tissue. Floss or if nails. that ain't in a garbage can. You leave a used tissue around. You should you should stop being in an environment with other people. <laughs> so that's the, the tissue, top of your list. The tissue, the tissue is the worst. I would say that's the worst. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad well, we found it. Man, I don't well, know. It's things that should not just be left in a bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it, honestly, I don't know if that's actually worse than floss or not. That's hard to say. <laughs> well, I'm glad I think we tissue is slightly worse. Something something that's been in somebody's like not just in their mouth, but like mm. in between their teeth. Is, <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> We've got to stop. Uh, Alex, you got a package today. We don't do gross-out humor much on this show. This is about as far no. as we're ever going to go with it. And there's nothing humorous about it. Yeah, uh, you no. calling this humor is generous, I would say. Uh, uh, okay, we're just grossing people out for no reason, then. What, what was in your package? What, tell me about your giant package. Oh, speaking of grossing people out, yeah, let me yeah. tell you about my package. Um, yeah. I bought a Steam Deck. Oh. Whoa! Look at this beef boy. Wow, right wow that, that is it. That is it. You're holding it up to the That's, camera. Yeah, it's no one at home can see this, but it's Wow, it's you big. got the Atari Lynx? Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks just like a Steam Deck for those who want to know, but it, in your hands, it looks bigger than um, it is. In fact, imagine. a Steam Deck. I can tell you that much. Which and model? Which model? Uh, I got the I got the beefy one. I got the the, the, the five twelve hard drive one. one. Yeah, and the is it is it the, is it a glossy screen or a matte screen? I forget which the expensive one has a different screen. I can't remember. It's the fancier of the two screens. Yeah, I, <laughs> right, I mean, which one is is it glossy or matte? Can you tell by looking at it? I'm not sure. I can tell just by looking at it. Okay, I got it mostly for the hard drive space. That was the thing right. that I was I was fixated on, and I am also going to throw a one terabyte card in there at some point. But uh, oh, anti glare etched glass is yes. what the expensive model has. It's. It's a nice screen. I will say that. I have only barely booted up any video games on it. I literally, I, I got it like an hour before we started recording the show. Uh, I did the the OS uh, update and downloaded a few games, just kind of booted a couple things up to see how they ran. Uh, it looks nice on there. What was the thing you booted up to te- check, check it with? Uh, the very, I mean, it was the first thing in my library that I was like, I'm probably going to play this soon, uh, which was Dorf Romantic. Okay. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I got, I also downloaded Vampire Survivors. So, you know, okay. Not the most graphically intensive games, but I will say when I booted them up, they looked very sharp. You should, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. You should go get the Rhythm Storm demo and see how that really oh, yeah. looks on there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still discerning. I assume that anything that has a yellow exclamation point is steam runs with problems. 
And anything that is a question mark is we don't know if this runs that, well or that's not. That's probably right. I, I don't know what their specific imagery is, but yeah, there is the there is the like Steam Deck. I forget what's the term. Works on deck. <laughs> yeah, there's there is like a term for like this is fully compatible. Yeah. Mm. So um, there's four icons. There's the green one, which is the this is optimized for the system. There's the yellow exclamation point. There is the uh, question mark, and then there is the straight up circle with a line through it of no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But you can, you could just um, stream locally from your computer uh, and presumably, play the game. yes, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll be curious. That's kind of, I think, what I would be going for uh, if I had one. Uh, which you, your experience with it might influence whether I wind up getting one or not. Though, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. There is a, there's going to be a point where all of my gaming stuff is going to wind up being outside the house in that garage and i'm mm. pretty sure i'm not going to want to just like truck my butt out to the garage at like 10 at night to go play a thing so i mean i did not buy this to play a lot of super graphically intensive games on i have a computer yeah. for that but this is my hey if i just want to play these you know games i know work and are good like time sinks when i'm traveling or you know otherwise idle yeah uh so you know i mean i'll probably end up playing like Civ games and you know vampire survivors type stuff on here and that seems like what it's really built for well that and also installing emulators which i will almost assuredly be doing at some point did it come congratulations with a you're you're a linux user now yeah. yeah did it come with a carrying case yes it comes with a case okay. uh it has a little uh you know little cloth thing here for cleaning oh, off the yeah, screen of uh, everybody's got those now yeah but it's you know it was well packed it's in it was in you know like the the little package they give you is real nice uh what did uh what did gabe say when he dropped it off uh nothing he was stabbing a guy out in front of my building <laughs> and he's like this is a good knife this is yeah. a good stab this is a good stabbing knife presumably every time he makes a delivery he does a ceremonial stabbing to let you know that uh, uh you know one has been delivered that's and he leaves a knife there without without the blood of an innocent this thing don't run so my 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 kind of big question mark and maybe the internet knows this is would they are they should they could they do a revision to the hardware in like a, a refresh yeah, it'll, in the it'll next happen eventually. year and a half at some so? point probably, they probably will probably not for a while if for i had a while. To guess okay they are getting they are getting um, bespoke hardware manufactured for that thing is my understanding Okay. It's not it's not purely off the shelf parts, I think. Is the but case. also the process is now pretty quick cuz I bought this just over a week ago and it showed up today. Hmm. Um so I, I've mentioned it. I've mentioned it before there are other handhelds now entering the market that are more powerful than that thing. But they don't, you know, they don't have the Valve support and the right. tight integration with Steam and stuff like that. That was what really was the drawing power for me was just having that library there and, you know, having like easy access to you know easy compatibility with all that stuff yeah they're also way more expensive like uh, the i'm not sure if the aya neo 2 is even out yet or not but that thing is like a thousand dollars plus yeah that might so, be more than i was willing to spend for something like this so like my thing is um you know on the refresh side is is valve staying in this game like i assume these did I well think enough so. where they yeah, would. absolutely yeah. yeah this thing is huge seems like it's doing well enough it yes. seems like people are not only did it get bought because I expected them to sell, but people are enjoying them and there's like positive buzz around them. I have not seen very many people complain about their Steam decks at all. Just battery like, life. That's all I really yeah. see. Um, and even the, even the battery life doesn't seem like it's atrocious. It's just not, you know, it's not optimal. Or, you know, I'll just wait for them to go for $5 when, when Valve clears mm -hmm. out their warehouse again. Yeah. And, I don't uh, think this is going to be a Steam Link situation. <laughs> no. I really don't think so. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah, like they have thrown a lot of hardware at the wall over the years, but this is the first one that has truly stuck in, a, mean, in a mass market kind of way. I mean, if, if you're just looking for in-home Steam streaming, I think you can do that to just about any client at this point. Yeah. Talking to me? Or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've already, I already st- stream my Steam all over. I'm a big Steam Link, uh, Steam Link house, but it's something about like laying in the bed, being able to play those is, uh, it's got all these extra bumpers on the back. That's uh, that's great. Program yeah. those bumpers. I mean, you basically it's pretty nice in the hand. I'm gonna say you now because you're you're the Steam Deck owner. You basically co-opted my Steam Link OS uh, and big picture mode. So uh, go in there, go configure that thing up. Uh, and yeah, my my next step is figuring out how do you install emulators on this thing and then immediately start doing that. Mm-hmm. I think everything is probably available through Flatpak at this point on that thing, if I'm not mistaken. It, it should be. I'm sure you can just Google Steam Deck emulators. Oh, yeah. I, I I imagine this will be an afternoon uh, of me just installing a bunch of stuff, and that was, will be it. It was, I mean, when that thing came out, it was a lot of getting into a terminal mm-hmm. and having to install things manually, but I think it's pretty much all GUI-driven at this point. Just root that thing. Just root that thing. Uh, you don't have to. That's the thing. Just put Arch Linux they, they on just, it. They let you, let you do whatever, they, whatever you want with it. Uh, they, yeah. they do. Just, they do disallow some stuff, but you can very easily turn that off. Yeah, but you know, I just wanted to shout it out because uh, I got yeah. I, I unboxed it real quick and started messing around with it. And I was like, you know what, this thing is delivering on what they promised that it will do. So, That's cool. Um, I'm glad to hear the turnaround time is not um, uh, like a waiting list anymore as well. Yeah, it's neat. I f- sorry, I forgot. The, you can go to emudeck.com. I believe that actually is kind of a one stop shop for everything at this point. Beautiful emu emu. Emu deck. Um, folks, we're going to talk about some video games. We're going to uh, get into it. Uh, the th- not just the hardware you play the games on, the games you play. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's kick things off. I don't play games anymore. I just buy hardware. That's fair. Hey, listen. Hey, we gotta collect- Everybody's got their own thing. Uh, let's start with a game that came out fairly recently uh, on March 3rd. Uh, Wolong Fallen. I'm going to say Dynasty because it sounds cooler. Dynasty. Fallen Dynasty, Fallen Dynasty. Uh, this is a Team Ninja joint, and uh, uh, this is extremely. Uh, do we still say Souls like? Because there's a couple of other likes out there. It's it's, yeah, it's m- probably closer to a Neo like since yeah. that is that that developer. But yeah, maybe, yeah I mean, I feel like kind of a Souls like. I feel like any game with the attacks on the face buttons can only be so Souls like. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a Wolong like. Uh, it's it's one of those. It's a uh, you are attacking. You have I'm going to call them souls. They call them uh, chi. Um, you have uh, 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 an upgrade currency that you lose when you die. You have to go recover it. But it's it's um it is more neo. It is more kind of in the be aggressive, get your stuff back uh, vein than maybe a souls is in in yeah. that sense. Uh, it's kind of you guys both tried some of it. It's on a little game, bit. I, it's on game I got up to the first boss. I managed to get him down to the second phase a few times, oh, but I've not one. actually beaten him yet. That's the business. It's um, it's it's a little bit more mechanically dense than I was expecting, and a little bit lighter on maybe um, walking you through all those mechanics, or at least having them it, s- be sticky. Yeah, it kind of throws a lot at you. So you you have this. Um, I'm not very familiar with Neo, so if this is stuff that's in Neo already, uh, you know, please forgive me, but. It has this kind of, um, I think they call it your morale meter. Morale is, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's basically a number which seems like essentially what level you are. Like a, right. kind of a, a, like a, um, 
uh, a modifier for uh, uh, or cat- catalyst, something that it's kind of kinda like, boosts you it's kinda, up. It's kind of like a poise rating. Yeah. Um, it's so uh, you kind of start at zero and you work your way up as you as you kind of plant flags in certain places, you can lock in your morale level. So mm-hmm. um, there'll be like, say, five or six flags and you kind of fortify your level. If you don't have enough flags fortified, you can actually lose that level. It's te- it can be temporary and you can, it can go up and down depending on how well you're doing. You're doing really well. It'll You're like, oh, man, I'm like level seven. You die a bunch of times, that thing might start dropping down to the last fortified level you have, uh, and, th- and then you'll kind of stay there. Uh, if I'm getting some of these mechanics wrong, I apologize, but that seems to be what's going on there. No, that's, that was my impression of it as well. Um, when you die, the, the enemy that killed you will basically go up one morale level and take half of your chi, your, your souls. Yeah. Um, and then you can attack that enemy to try and get them back. Uh, you know, if you lose, the same thing happens again. That the uh, mm-hmm. enemy goes up a level. Uh, the you you probably aren't up to this, but it's a very souls like mechanic. Again, you find people who died to other enemies that are other players online that have died, and you can use one of your health potions. You get like your flasks, kind of um, you know, in the vein of these games, and you can burn one of those to uh, temporarily boost up. Uh, morale and then try and avenge that player by finding the enemy that killed that player and and kill that enemy it's kind of neat it's uh kind of puts you on like a little quest there and this is all couched very much in a uh ancient china mythology kind of presentation if you have played a bunch of dynasty warriors Mm -hmm. over the years let me tell you you have never seen the yellow turban rebellion (laughs) quite like this fucking could i just had to laugh when i saw this thing literally starts in the middle of the yellow turban rebellion i did not know the yellow turban rebellion uh involves superhumans and uh, zombies and uh, elixir guys going super saiyan and shit (laughs) yeah i mean listen it's they didn't uh, all that dynasty warriors didn't get there if folks at home don't know, Brad and I both at various times serve time as the resident Dynasty Warriors editor at mm-hmm. GameSpot and the person who had to review all of those fucking games. And we're all very familiar now with the ins and outs of the Yellow the, Turban Rebellion. The, the first mission in every single one of those games yeah. starts right there. Uh, all of them. <laughs> it's... um. It, it it is couched in that stuff, but it is fi- it is very fantastic. It's very fantasy heavy. Yeah, it's um. What is you you? There's a name for that genre. What is the name for that genre of like film? Are you talking about like the, the martial arts films? Yeah, like the, yeah. That's wuxia. Wuxia. It, it feels yeah. like that kind of stuff where a lot of uh, acrobatics, a lot of um. There's magic in it. You know, yeah. there uh, you literally have uh like magic slots. It's based off of boy. What is their system? It's like, it's like five elements, like, you know, earth, water, fire. Yeah. Wind and heart. Wind. Wind. Uh-huh. And kind heart. of, yeah. And Body uh, might be the fifth one. I can't remember exactly. They but. do some stuff with uh, yin and yang uh, um, uh, stuff in there. And it's, it's, I would say in the beginning, it's fairly straightforward and fairly, um, the difficulty isn't quite as challenging as you might expect until you until hit you that, get to first that first boss, boss. and then yeah. that first boss is is well uh, it's a very big fuck you to hey by the way just in case you thought this might actually be an easier one of these eat shit yeah and it's a bummer too because it's you know it is definitely a uh, a gatekeeping boss where it's like hey you need to learn some stuff before you move on 
And the thing is, I don't have a problem with that. I I did feel myself starting to get better as I progr- kept going up against it and realizing I just needed to be more patient and deflect more attacks. That's the thing they really want to emphasize, especially with that the first phase of that yeah. boss, is you need to be waiting and deflecting as much as you can because that is bringing down his guard yep. and you know basically priming him for like the big attack you can do once his guard is fully broken yeah they they seem to really emphasize they're not parries i forget exactly what the term is like you're not there's a do- i think they just call it dodge or something the, the yeah, or it's kind of a, yeah it's or kind deflect, of deflect sorry, i think is the term is, it's right. kind of a distinction without a difference but you're sort of like passing the enemy's attack through past you rather than yes. sort of repelling it if you yeah. if that makes sense in terms of the animation but it's like it's the exact same thing if you have to time it right before they hit you to deflect and kind of let them flail and go after them. So it's, it's, it's by no means impossible, but it is definitely a game that wants you to be patient. It's pretty, it's pretty quick timing on some of those. Yeah. So, so the, um, there's a couple of things there. So the, the enemy will kind of turn, do this like red, like become red and that's its unblockable attack that you can only deflect. You also yeah. have just a regular block. You have a, we didn't mention this, but you have a, I think they call it a spirit meter that goes positive or goes negative. As you attack, your spirit meter goes positive, and that allows you to pull off uh, special moves. It allows you to use magic, uh, which drains your spirit meter. As it goes negative, if it goes too far negative, you'll it'll basically poise break, and you'll be stunned uh, for a bit. Yeah. So that same thing happens when you're fighting a boss enemy as well. If you use your spirit attacks on that enemy or use the deflect attacks, it actually um, it actually lowers the threshold for their negative spirit, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like their bar permanently shortens or yeah. you know, temporarily permanently. So they can knock him into a stun state easier. So on that first boss, my method was take out my spear and just wail on that boss because you can interrupt every attack that boss has. The pole arm definitely feels like the one for that. Yeah. So if you just run up to that first phase of that boss and just just hammer the button um, and and the spirit attack, you can get through that first phase in in like thirty seconds because it'll break, it'll stagger out of attacks. The second phase is does a whole not other do that, game. and that's uh, there's my biggest gripe with this game was I spent last night beating my head against that boss, uh, and I finally looked it up. I was like, what is going on here? And um, a lot of people are having trouble with that boss. It's not just... Um, oh, it's a common complaint I've yeah. seen. And so I'll just say this for people who are playing. You only really need to get down to about halfway on that boss, and it's an, a very poorly communicated story beat that wants you to do an action um, to trigger. And you don't know how to do it because like, I looked it up. There's a button combination you do, and it, the narrative takes over from there, and you get past okay. the rest of that boss. So. Uh, if you've beaten, gotten that boss about halfway, there should be a blinking thing on your screen. If you miss the dialogue prompt, um, you're, you'll want to trigger that action, and then basically the story will take over, and, and you'll go because that boss can be pretty rough. Uh, it is, but I look. Here's the thing: is that I'm very used to running into the first boss in any one of these types of games, and then just immediately putting the controller down and never wanting to play it again. Yeah. I am not having that response to this. And okay. I think the reason I'm not having that response to this is that I think the combat is pretty fucking fun. And while it is difficult, I am having a better time playing this than I am some of the soul stuff. Not because I don't think the combat can be fun in those 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 from games. I, I think in Elder Ring, especially, it can be very fun, but it's Team Ninja. This is what they do. And like the the fl- like the flashiness and like the animation style and just like the feel of the combat. 
is really good. Like it has a really satisfying feel to it when you nail it. They they do tight combat for sure. Like that's what kept me playing Stranger of Paradise longer than intended last mm. year. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was also the absurdity of that game. Sure. And this I, is I, nowhere like, near at, at as some, absurd. At some at some point though, like. After that had worn off, I was just like, wait, I'm kind of enjoying the combat here. This actually is pretty fun to play. Yeah. I don't know if I prefer this combat to a Souls game, where the, the very deliberate combat of a Souls game, this feels a little more... Um, it's just different. It's, it's not different, necessarily yeah. one is better or the other. It's just that I think I'm jiving with this slightly more. And uh, uh, it's definitely you're more mobile. You know, you're... And not that not that Elden Ring doesn't have a jump, but this is a little bit more... Um, you know, you're running around much faster and kind yeah. of, and climbing up walls, but it's much more linear. I found at least where I am. Yeah, that's uh, the thing I was hoping for out of this game that I did not get is that I was hoping this game would break with the kind of structural style of Team Ninja for like quite a few games now, because Neo, both Neo games and like Stranger Paradise and probably others I'm not thinking of, like they're all like pick a mission off a menu, warp into that mission. Mission is fairly linear. Go through it, do the combat, get the items, get out, go back to the menu. Like I was kind of hoping this would be the one where it was more soul style, like interconnected world. Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of hoping for like the exploration is a big part of what makes the from games, <clears throat> excuse me. So satisfying. Right? Oh, I think that's what makes them much like, more interesting. Ultimately. Yeah. Right. Like there's something like you know, all the reliance is on the combat when all it is, is just porting into a mission, doing the mission and leaving. Yeah. And, like, the combat's good, but I kind of was hoping for a bit more of a bigger world to kind of... Sure. Because this, this is very fantastical, but also sort of rooted in some mythological version of history. You know, like, it seemed like a cool setting for, like, maybe they'll finally do, like, a Dark Souls-ish world with this. Um, But they didn't. No. So, so far, at least, much, it doesn't very, seem that way. Yeah, it's very much, like, if you played Stranger Paradise or Neo, like, it's very much that same thing. It it's, seems like... There are some branching paths I found. So I'm up to the, I think it's, let's call it the second or third boss. It's, um, there's some branching paths that take you to alternate, uh, places, but it's in service of that level. It is like, oh, you know, you'll dead end and then turn around and come back after you get the, beat the boss, beat the sub boss or whatever mini thing there is and turn around at least so far. And maybe that changes later on. Very gear, very gear heavy. A lot of item drops, Mm -hmm. a lot of, um, um, gear with a lot of different stats kind of pertaining to that uh water fire earth uh you know uh you'll you kind of the um, elemental system yeah yeah like oh is this is this um corresponding to that it's a, you know you're a c rating in this there's a equip load uh you know which i hate but you know listen that's in these games where you can go you can start break past it and suddenly you're not as mobile anymore right, right? you know that's that's a thing uh, and you put points into, I forget which one, I think it's like water to get your equip load up. One of them, I can't quite remember. And uh, it's, you know, so far it's been kind of roller coasterish. It's been like super easy, then I hit a boss and it's very hard. And then um, it's been, oh, this is super easy, or at least uh, breezy, let's say. And then I hit a boss again and it's like, man, this is, I'm on my like 10th try here on this boss. This is, this is a lot. Uh, so far I've had a companion with me in these first couple of levels. Um, the guy with the blindfold, there was another companion too after that. So I I think there is multiplayer summon stuff, or at least that seems to be a thing that opened up on, on when I got past that first boss. I just don't think the game looks that interesting. I think the designs are cool, but there's something about the environments that seem extremely bland to me. The environments are pretty samey, or at least they, they feel very like here is 
I don't know, like the, the, when I was running around in that world, I was kind of hoping, I mean, granted, the first level is just like a destroyed village yeah. and, you know, it, it, but it does feel like it's just a lot of the same rock outcroppings and burning houses and stuff. And I'm just hoping maybe it opens up into something more fantastical in the later levels. It hasn't yet for me, but I'm not that far in, you know, I'm only a couple hours in it, And, um, you know, I think the character creator is great. The character yeah. creator yeah, is... I, really I love the intense. way my character looks. Yeah. I didn't play as much of the game <laughs> as I thought I would have time for because I spent way too much time in the character creator. It's very yeah. good. Yes. Character it, creators have gotten so good. It has my favorite thing, which is you could choose separate iris colors for your eyes, but mm-hmm. this one goes a step further and lets you choose different types of pupils for your eyes, for each um, eye, which is very the, good. The the smartest thing in there to me is that every time you highlight a category, yeah. it highlights on the character's yes. face exactly what those sliders are going to affect. Right. So it's so like it's inner f- brow, you know, <clears throat> yeah. shape. Yeah. It's just here's it just highlights here's the region of the face that these modifiers are going to are going to tweak. And you are going to see your character like in cutscenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not just like kind of there for when you're running around in the world. Like you, they do close up on that character somewhat regularly. Uh, yeah, but also I spent a lot of time. The hair is amazing. Like some of it looks just, really amazing. It's, yeah, it's not well. Not only that, it's subdivided so well because it's not just. First of all, there are like thirty something. I think there are almost forty hairstyles, but that's just base hairstyle because there's yeah. also a separate set of bangs and a separate set of like essentially mullets like kind of long hair in the back like, like you, can you can separate out mustaches and goatees yeah. too yes. or just use base ones like you can essentially mix and match like three different categories of hairstyle and get a whole bunch of different outcomes and then also but then they like dropped a yellow turban about mm. 15 minutes into the first mission for me and i put that on and it just covered my entire hair yeah all that time on my hair and i'll probably never see it again uh, I don't think your character ever talks, though you can pick the grunting. It doesn't. Yeah. I think it's just grunts. Yeah. Oh, that, that's another cool thing in there. I mean, this may not be the first game to do this, but they let you pick a voice, but there is a pitch slider yeah. on it. Yes. Like, there are 30 gradations of pitch for every voice you can pick from. Yep. Yeah. It's a pretty good character creator. It's, I also spent a lot of time in there uh, making really my good. character. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking, fucking, where is... I sh- shouldn't say this out loud. I should just go leave and make this and make a billion dollars character creator simulator. Oh, what would you, what would I you, <laughs> I don't know. You would just be like putting in sliders. Like you've unlocked like a sl- new slider, clean, clean sheet of paper design doc here. Uh-huh. I haven't really okay. thought this through. <laughs> but, All right. Okay. Put your head together with Abby Russell. I feel like the uh-huh. two of you can Funny. really bang something out here. That's going to be a big, yes. big success. Maybe, maybe, maybe get Griffin McElroy to consult. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Monster factory. Uh huh. Are they still doing Monster Factory? I don't know. I feel like they did one like a year or two ago, and then they haven't done one since. Okay. I haven't checked in on the McElroy Empire in a while. I should. Oh, uh, you know, it's humming along. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad. Um, Wolong, Fallen Dynasty. Uh, it's I'll on probably, Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Game Pass currently, and I, I'll probably go back into it. I'm Like I said, I'm at this boss. It's, it's one of those things where... Last night when I kept fighting this boss, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep going with this until this morning when I came back in, I'm like, let me give this another try. And then I made it a little further. And then I finally looked it up and be like, what am I, what is going on here with this boss? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then people were like, you know, it's one of those search results. That's like literally the thing you type in where it's like, what is going on with this first boss? Like, okay, it's lots of people are looking up the first boss and whoa long. That's right. Here's 800 words on it. Yeah. 
Um, but that's Wolong Fallen Dynasty available on Game Pass now. It is also available um, on the PlayStation PC. and yeah, PC. And I will say the PC version is apparently uh, not super optimized. So if you are, uh, unless you are running a particularly beefy machine, you may run into some issues with that version from what I've seen. So I think they patched it or at least okay. they, they, they might be addressing it. But yeah, um, maybe go... Mm, you know, maybe just I, I, just do some research before yeah. you decide to invest in that version yeah there i believe as of this morning a patch is out yeah. okay 60 bucks i think it's 60 bucks across the board as well it's not like it's 70 do Roman your own research process. folks <laughs> that's right that's right know your pc uh all right we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back talk about some more video games stick around This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we are back. Let's talk a little bit about our next thing on the list here. Dead Cells, a return to Castlevania. Now, Brad Shoemaker, you have said in the past, Dead Cells, maybe a successor, Rules? a modern Castlevania. Oh, it's a yes. hell of a game. Also that. Yeah, actually, I read in reading about the ZLC, apparently they came out and said, like, yes, of course, Castlevania was, in fact, a big inspiration for this game. Uh, Why hide it? It's a great game to insp be inspired by. Yeah. So here we are with Dead Cells. Dead Cells Early Access 2017. It's been a while. I can't remember when it you, started. Oh, you mean when it first came out in Early Access? Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. It might be 2016, but it was somewhere in that range. Okay. Uh, it's been a while. I think it, was, it was in Early Access for a good long yeah, while. Yeah, yes, it was. Like a year yeah. or two. I held off on it. I mean, I played a little bit of it when it came out and was like, man, this seems awesome. I'm just going to let this mature and then played a shitload of it when it came out. So 2018, I think, was the release, and now here we are in 2023 with its full circle to uh, yeah. Castlevania DLC, $10 for it. This game must have really just, holy shit, man, this has a, a, over 100,000 user reviews on Steam if you 
if you if you buy into the user review to sales figures correlation, this game has done amazingly well. Um, but uh, I I don't know if this is the last DLC, but this you know yes, this clearly this game had legs, or they wouldn't be putting you know how many games get DLC fucking five years after they come out. Right. Yeah, so this there. Uh, if you're if you haven't gotten into Dead Cells and you're curious about it, over on the PC, I think across the board you can get this uh, medley of pain bundle. It's fifty bucks on the PC on Steam, but it's on sale I think for about thirty bucks. And kind of like Brad was saying, there's there's other DLC. It's uh, yeah. So I'll just try to quickly run through this in sequence. So I hadn't I haven't played this game. I, I had a, I had a, I apparently had a run in progress saved from May 2019. Nice. That I came back and finished, and died pretty quickly. Okay. Um, it's first of all like it, okay. A, it's been awesome to come back to Dead Cells and remember just how tremendously that game plays. Yes. I mean, it's incredible how well it plays. But also B, like just seeing all the stuff they added to it, even without DLC, like they <laughs> pumped all kinds of stuff into the base game that I had never seen before. It was a little overwhelming when I like, when I jump back in. Like the, you know, the prison, not, not the prisoner's quarters. Cause that's the first proper like action level that's attached to the hub, but that hub you start in, you know, they're, they're all mm-hmm. one level. But anyway, that hub has got, you know, there's like a tailor now you can unlock yeah. costume designs and there appear to be dozens of those. Yeah. There's like a whole big training room. There's like a big challenge area. Yeah. There's the bank, which I'm not. I don't know if I saw the bank when I was running around there. The bank is a motherfucker. It's not, it's an action level. Like you, oh, okay. I was just, I was just like, oh, this is just a place to go bank stuff that I picked up. But no, it's like it's a proper bank that's been invaded by monsters and you have to fight through it. And there is some insanely hard platforming stuff in there. Anyway, there was a mushroom and a mushroom child. I don't know. Yeah. I found that. I don't know what that Um, was all about. So yeah, I wasn't clear if that was part of the base game. So, so I hadn't even played the game since they put regular DLC into it. Um, and what was that book of challenges? Did you get that book of challenges that was like referencing like a risk of rain and oh yes, that's, that is stuff to unlock related to those games. Uh, I believe. Okay. Okay. But I don't know what. I think you have to do some work to get all that stuff. But yeah, okay. they did. Um, now they they do a what's new in Dead Cells, and now that's all Castlevania on the title screen. But a few days ago, before that DLC came out, it was it was stuff pertaining to those okay indie, indie friends that they have integrated. There's a lot. It's a lot. Yes, Sh- Shovel Knight, Risk of Rain, Blasphemous. Yes, Guacamelee. Yes, like eight other games. There's a lot in there. Is Shovel um, Knight like the most guest appearanced? A, like indie game thing Possibly. of all the indie games of the last decade or so. Possibly, I feel like Shovel Knight I, has shown up about a dozen different places. Yeah, I don't know. Or people have shown up in Shovel Knight. Yeah, but yeah, everybody loves book, Shovel Knight. That book was very long. When you go look at it, of the list of um, of secret things you could get, it's a lot, yes. it's a lot in there. Now I'm trying to find Shovel Knight sales <laughs> numbers because I'm curious which one is actually bigger. Uh, between Dead Cells and Shovel Knight. Anyway, uh-huh. um, so the way they have done the other three DLCs that came out, which is relevant because that's also how Castlevania works, is they're just integrated into the runs you're already doing. It's a really smart way to do DLC because in that game, like you do the first level every time in a run and there's like a couple different exits you could go through that determines what the next level is going to be. Mm-hmm. So the DLC just adds more exits on that lead to more new levels and new bosses. So... You kind of like if you get those DLCs, you don't go off into another mode and do that content. They just integrate that content into the existing flow of what constitutes a run in okay. the game, which is a really smart way to add more content onto a roguelike. 
So when the, and so when I bumped into Richter and he was like, "Go down the steps and go into the castle." That yeah. that door wasn't there in the. It's, it's just no. a new exit. Okay. Yes. So so it's the same thing with the Castlevania thing. Is that it's just yet another uh, exit out of the prisoners' quarters that will appear in that first level now okay. that you have the Castlevania stuff installed. Um, dude, that DLC is awesome. Yeah. It's very it's good. So fucking fan service, top to bottom. Oh, that's what it would like, have to be, man. Yeah, it's it's very Symphony of the Night. Like all the character designs. Like I, I ran into Ricker, Alucard, and Maria all in the first thirty minutes, and they all look like they do in Symphony. Actually, when you enter a new level in this DLC in particular, you straight up get titles that slide onto the screen that look just like the Symphony of the Night ones. Nice. Um, or maybe the Dracula X ones. I'm trying to remember, but there's. It's very Castlevania. Like the there's a ton of rearranged music from all the different Castlevania games in there that is fucking fantastic. Like I need to go see if they put the soundtrack out for this DLC. Mm-hmm. Um bunch of like I got a chain whip sword blueprints that I'm working toward unlocking already. Okay. I, I fought I fought the Grim Reaper and beat him. Nice. He dropped he dropped a blueprint for his scythe. Okay. Um it's awesome. I only got it's, up to stealing Alucard shield and then uh, running around okay. with that. Yeah, uh, he, I think that, I think that's the gimme weapon for yeah. the Castlevania levels. Is you can grab his shield. I'm guessing every time you go through there. Um, yeah, like the, the music. I cannot say enough good things about some of the deep pulls. Like, yes, I fought the Grim Reaper to the strains of Barkerville, but <laughs> yeah. but but there's like some kind of deeper cuts in there, like the the in between levels where you go heal and upgrade your stuff. Um, there's a lot of like more kind of down tempo rearrangements of some stuff like mm-hmm. like the intro from Castlevania 4 is one of them which is like <laughs> a song you only ever hear if you let the Castlevania 4 title screen idle long enough you know like there's there's some like slightly obscure stuff in there that's pretty awesome um it seems like a hell of an add-on i mean you're just playing dead cells at the end of the day it is still just dead cells Dead Cells yeah, is one of my favorite games of the last several years yeah. that I am just absolute it's, dog ass at. It's it's yes, I'm it bad. Is, it, it it can be a lot, but um, the only other thing I'll say is that it seems like you may have to unlock more of this DLC over time. Hmm. Like after I beat the Grim Reaper, Alucard showed back up and was like, "Well, it's great you beat that guy, but unfortunately, my father has come back to life anyway. I'm I'm I need to ponder what our next move is." And then I went oh. through the exit, and then it dumped me back into the regular progression of Dead Cells levels out of the Castlevania stuff. Oh, that's huh. interesting. So, so I've, huh. I, I, and I haven't finished that run yet, so I don't know. I assume it's going to take multiple runs of slowly unlocking more of the Castlevania stuff. Okay. The, but, uh, I, I only looked up one thing so far for this DLC, and it was immediately once I got into the Castlevania area and tried to break the uh, candelabras or, or candles and was like, wait, what? Like you can't smash mm-hmm. these candles. Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of conspicuously everywhere. And then I looked it up, and apparently you can after okay. a, a certain point or is something. It, it's do like you need a specific weapon or something. Uh, it, I kind of stopped reading once it was like, yes, you can. And then I was like, okay, I don't need to know. Just as yeah, long as it's not a mistake or oversight. Uh, there there are enough light fixtures everywhere that it certainly seems like you should be able to break them. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to play more of it. It's kind of awesome to play a game, a side-scrolling action game that is this good with all these Castlevania trappings because we're clearly not going to get a good new 2D Castlevania anytime soon. 
I did forget how well that game plays. Man, it's it's it's, it's, it's tight. shit. Like yeah. it's so loose and generous with what you can do. Like you can roll out of your jump. You know? You can literally be midair and start your roll. Yeah. It just feels like, really good. Like the, the iframes on the ground roll are incredibly generous. Like the combos you can get with all the different traps and weapon buffs. The ground smash is very like, fun. Yeah, it's it's very kinetic, I guess I would say. Like you really are just on the move constantly in that you thing. Smash doors. Smash yeah. those doors. Yep. Who would open a door when you can roll right through it? Just smash it. Um, um So yeah, that's the Dead Cells uh Castlevania, Return to Castlevania DLC. Like I said, it's ten dollars on its own, or you can get that medley of pain bundle uh if you don't have Dead Cells yet. Hell of a hell of a package there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Dead, Dead Cells is awesome anyway, but there's something about the Castlevania look and feel and sound mm-hmm. that really activates the right parts of your brain. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And it looks great. Like, some of the level designs are just fantastic. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you ever wanted to really give it to those uh, skeletons that throw bones and really just mess them up entirely, this mm-hmm. is the game for you. There's something very satisfying about just tearing those guys apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I should. I didn't even think to mention, but yeah, the enemies are all very reminiscent of Castlevania enemies. Yeah, so that, that's that's pretty satisfying to be like, oh, didn't see this coming, huh? Don't just have a whip anymore. Uh, I'm gonna freeze yeah. you and then explode you. Kind of, kind of been a while since I've had a roguelike that was just like, hey, I'm gonna play a run of this every evening. Mm. And I think this might be the thing to get me back into Dead Cells for a while. You know, if you just had a if you just had a Steam Deck, you just before you go to bed, just do a, it. Seems like a good game to just boot up on there. I'm about to find out if that's <laughs> true or not. Um, another game that could potentially be a lot of fun on that Steam Deck, but we'll have to wait to see. Is this Rhythm Storm? Uh, yes, Brad, you I've, said you were trying this out, and then I I went to, to go download this demo. I've had my eyes on this for some weeks now. This is um. This is one of those games that gifts well. Mm-hmm. I think there, there's a whole category of game that picks up a ton of steam because it generates really good animated gifts on Twitter, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like people just are scrolling their timeline and like they stop in their tracks and go, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but that looks for like teardown was one of those where sure. when you saw yes. teardown in motion, yes. even without sound, even in a grainy gif, yes. you were like, that's kind of something I haven't seen before. This is kind of that. Yes. You get a little uh, clip envy. This game is Vampire Survivors that looks like Geometry Wars. That's exactly what this is. Huh. Is, is how is how I would describe that. Is this. Go on. That is one hundred percent what this game is. Except it is possibly the most particles I've ever seen in a video game at one time before. Wow, like it's all fucking right. crazy. Would you say more than Geometry Wars too? Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. Okay. The <laughs> the Steam page is pretty funny for this game because they're like this game has no textures. <laughs> this game is just pure polygons and, and vectors and particles. Like, we think that gives it an especially sharp, distinctive look. You should play this game above 1080p. <laughs> like They were like, we recommend playing this game at at least 1440p for this to look its best. Like Interesting. It's got a really sharp, angular, clean look to it. And once it gets going, like, good lord. Like, it's... The action is, like, borderline illegible once you <laughs> get deep really- into a run in this thing from how many just, like, lights and explosions and particles are flying everywhere. That's I, maybe my gripe with it a little bit is um, getting surrounded, losing my shields, and not really quite telling when I'm going to die. Yeah, it's it, it can be a bit much. Um, I, but I'm, I'm excited to see Rhythm Storm versus Twitch Compression. 
Mm. I don't think any, I don't I think think any game Storm is going to win. I don't think any game have, will ever have brought Twitch's on the fly video compression to its knees the way this one will. So the uh, the other thing that's kind of uh, there and and really well done is the music and the soundtrack and yeah, kind of the uh, like, it, there is a rhythm component to it. But I'm yeah, not exactly sure how it manifests. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I didn't have a yeah. First of all, I don't. I think the conventional wisdom about putting storm in your game name holds. Yes. That it's maybe not the most memorable title, but anyway, it does say rhythm in the title. Yeah, there is some component to rhythm in the in the gameplay that I wasn't quite clear on. I think it's like certain things spawn on the beat. Maybe okay. the menus kind of throb to the beat. I mean, the soundtrack is good. It's like it's fun. It's very <clears throat> Geometry Wars esque and it's driving, but um, things it's kind super of super stylish. Yeah, like the, when you boot it, the like, level kind of pulses. The UI kind of pulses with yeah. the beat, uh, but I don't think you actually and, have to kill anything on a beat. Or, or and they they do like cool audio filters on the music when you go into the options and when you go to exit and stuff. Like there's just a style to the whole thing that's very striking. Uh, but it, like, yeah, you you do get button presses though. So unlike Vampire Survivors, you do get like um uh at least in my playthrough I had at least two things. One is that electrical discharge, which you get um you know, an active ability that you can you can press. Mm-hmm. And then I had another one which was a dash I, I wound up getting yeah. um that you can trigger with a button press. So those are slots. Um one of them is called ability, the other one's called I don't know, power or something. Like they're they're left and right mouse button if you go that way, or I okay. think it's left left shift and space. You can play it one handed if you want. Nice. Um, but yeah, what was uh, I can't remember the the other vampire survivors like that I played a few months ago that whose name escapes me also also had active abilities like this where oh, vampire survivors is very pure. Yes, it's very pure just movement and passive attacks. Yeah, this is more like that other one of you've got a couple of uh, actives to manage in addition to the movement. Um, but same, same thing of like, you, you don't level up and get upgrades. You have to pick the, uh, the, like the, up. I believe the upgrades spawn based on your progression, but they're physical items. You have to go make it over to and pick up to get the upgrades on the level. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. quite sure why they were coming in. Was it like enemies killed or waves? I, I think it's something like that. Okay. But, um, same, same basic thing though, of it pops up when you get upgrades, like here's three different weapon abilities to pick from and then three different like passive modifiers to pick from. Yeah. And you've got, you've got like two turret slots, two body weapon slots, I think it is. And then those two active abilities. So there is some mix and match of different weapons. Yep. It's, it's cool. It's, you know, it is, it is that style of game very much. You're a little, it's tank. really, yeah, you're, you're a little, it, it's weird. It looks so much like geometry wars that I feel like you should move in the same way you do in geometry wars. So it feels very sluggish. Mm-hmm. Until you get used to it, because like, oh, right, this genre is modeled after a little dude who walks around pretty slowly. Yep. Yeah. Like, just because you look like a cyber spaceship out of Tron doesn't mean that you're going to fly at a thousand miles an hour in this. I guess it's also worth pointing out that it is more Geometry Wars in the level construction. It's not like an infinite scroll. You're kind of boxed into like a Geometry yeah, Wars style it, level. It's an arena and there are obstacles. There will be like boxes, small boxes in your way that you have to move around and stuff. Yeah. It's um, it's cool. It's, it's fun. It's, it's got neat. a real presentation to it that yeah, is it, between it, the audio and the visuals. It looks very striking and and sounds it too. Yeah, like uh, like I said, maybe reading the the screen a couple of times, I'd just be in a mess. Like I'm like I don't know. I think I'm just about to die here. Like this, 
I'm I'm not dealing enough damage consistently. I'm just getting swarmed, you know, and that would usually be the end of me uh, on there. But you do have that electrical discharge, which is you you gain energy by killing the baddies on the screen yeah. that you can then spend for that active ability. Yeah. Yeah, and there and there there appear to be four different ships to unlock. You just got the first one. I don't know if you can get more in the demo. It, it's I think the release date just says sometime this year. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah. I am uh, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Yeah, no no price. Just says Q4 2023 on Steam. Oh, Q4, so, huh? Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I mean, that's about as late as you can get in mm-hmm. 2023. So uh, th- that might as well say just 2023 on it. So we'll see what happens. That's um, a rhythm storm. Wouldn't blame people if they that name went in one ear and out the other but it is rhythm storm oh what what What? oh this is the this is the devastator developer i did not i should have known that devastate what's devastator i I bought devastator and never really put a lot of time into it which is it's devastator is very much a geometry wars like twin Ah. stick shooter okay uh, I should go back and play some of that. I just bought it on principle. I was like, somebody's making something that seems like Geometry Wars. I should support that. Uh-huh. Well. Uh, so, yeah. This is certainly Geometry Wars. Ask Rhythm Storm, uh, possibly end of this year. A little game called Dead Space Remake. You may have heard of it. We brought it up a bunch. I finished that Dead Space Remake. I think that is a hell of a remake, and it's a hell of a game. Uh, Came out feeling good about it? I did. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's well done. I immediately jumped back into New Game Plus because they... So when Dead Space originally came out, one of my things that really burned me was the lack of a New Game Plus because you you spend a lot of time upgrading all your suits, upgrading all your weapons, and... You know, there's an economy to the nodes which you use to upgrade, which feels like they're extremely valuable, and you you never really have enough. I guess unless you have a ton of money, never so, enough. So in the new game plus, it's very generous. They carry over almost everything. You carry mm-hmm. over your inventory, your money carries over, um, and they open up a new suit for you uh, on new game plus that you can buy. Does it uh, do anything? Does it so have more upgrades on it? Yeah, you're, you're missing a, like a couple of slots by the time you're done on the upgrade tree on the suit, and I believe this new suit um, will fill out those rest of those upgrades. I haven't gotten to the 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 store yet on my new game plus because you have to go through all of that intro stuff again. But mm-hmm. um, it is very nice to have that upgraded plasma cutter in the beginning of the game and just like one shotting these enemies uh, in ways that are like this is very satisfying right now. Did- did you max it? Um, I maxed the stuff I wanted to max on it. Like, um, I don't think I maxed like uh, reload speed. Like, you know, I'm I kind of selectively. I didn't put every node slot filled out. You focused on the stuff you knew you were going to damage use. capacity, and I think there's the specials. Like, you know, obviously I went for the damage over time on that. Yeah, thing. I I haven't gone for that. Um, I mean, hitting that security clearance bug kind of derailed me on that game. I need to get back to it mm. and see if that's consistently fixed or not. But like, I, I read that that damage over time isn't amazing. It's it's like a thing that I like to dot somebody and just kind of like. So much of that game is crowd management, so it's like, okay, pop, pop, this guy's going to be crawling for a bit, let me turn slowly to the left here, get the other enemies that are coming this way. So it's nice when the, the damage starts kicking in, but a thing I I remembered, because I was half remember this vague memory in my mind was like, I really feel like I was using Kinesis more when I played through this. 
And about halfway through, I realized, yes, I was. I shoot the arms off and then stab and stab them through. Uh, and that took this game from me enjoying it to loving it because the they just pin to the wall kind of fear style. Uh, okay. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I love when a game just does that. Wait, with their own arms? Yeah, like you, you, oh, sh- you shoot their you arm that. off, then you kinesis it back to you, and then just pin I, them back to the wall. Man. Okay, when I get back to that game, things mm-hmm. are going to be very different. Yeah, I got a list of things to do. So, like, that was like, that's so much fun to do. And then the other thing that um, uh, I realized I hadn't been doing, which I just should have, using the flamethrower on the little babies with the tentacles they just curl up and die. Like I hate those things so much. And I hate having to pick their tentacles off with the plasma cutter. Uh, but when you spray them, they basically stun lock and they just kind of keel over and die. Uh, so that became my, as I was going through, I was like eliminating annoying thing after annoying thing. And it, it started, um, really coming together where I, I I then started enjoying the kind of like, yeah, come at me. Like I'm, I am level. Mm-hmm. That force gun is so fun where it just shreds their bro. skin off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I still don't like the boss encounters. I think they're not as fun as just a swarm of enemies, like shoot the glowy bits on the bosses. It's the kind of same thing. Every boss encounter, but yeah, I, when, when you beat it, it does say, and maybe Dead Space 1 said this as well. It's been a very long time, but it was like, hey, jump back into New Game Plus. You'll take all this stuff over, um, and you might discover some new mysteries. Now, I don't know hmm. if that means like you miss some stuff, or I don't know if that means there's an alternate text, um, you know, logs or, or stuff that's only in New Game Plus areas that maybe you couldn't open. I, I don't know what it's actually implying there. I didn't look it up. So. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I know there is some stuff in here that's due story wise that. It's supposed to be kind of a tease for a potential next game. I don't know if you saw they put out a survey. EA ran a survey on which were was a question about what would you think about remakes of Dead Space Two and Three. Oh, it's it, like that's so, a self-selecting survey, right? So, like everybody's going to say yes if you're answering well, that survey. Well, they'll say yes yeah. to two. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I I would play a better three. They, hey. Better in give, I need to know them, what way they plan to give, make it better because them, there are several decisions they are going to have to to consider before really making that thing into something better. Well, hey, give give them time to right their wrongs. I mean, number mm-hmm. one, the microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how about how about if I uh, if I pre-order this in a certain place, would I get a certain suit? If I uh, if I pre-order mm. this at GameStop, so yes, it is it is it is Doritos Cool Ranch in, in <laughs> themed in color. Um, I, um, I mean, I, I would rather they make a new game is what I'm getting at. Like, yes, me too. A remake, a remake of dead space two would be cool, but I would rather they take the franchise in a new direction if this did well enough to justify a sequel. But so I think the stuff they put in, which again, my memory is terrible, especially for a game like this, which is a long time ago, but I think they, stuff they add in to flesh out the Ishimura and some of the characters is, is good. And I think it's new. I think a lot of it or not a lot of it. The stuff I enjoyed was new. Some of the stuff with, um, you know, some of those side missions or fleshing out what was happening on the ship is cool. As far as I can tell, the main beats of the plot are exactly Dead Space 1. It, it's not like um, I thought maybe something would happen where it was like Final Fantasy style of, oh, yeah. we're, you're, we're going in a different direction into, uh, but it was, you know, it's an old game and it, yeah. the, the plot points are known. So it's, it seemed, unless I'm missing something, it seemed to be pretty set up. Um, uh, for the end there but that being said i think it's a good remake of that i think the acting is good i think the characters are well done i think the portrayal of the characters is is well done i I like isaac you know um all 
everything about it was just solid. Just mm-hmm. it's just a really solid game. Uh, so big thumbs up for yep. Dead Space remake. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. <clears throat> they brought that. Um, they brought that beat the game with just the plasma cutter achievement back. Oh, I bet. I bet it's fairly easy to bang that out with New Game Plus. You know, I almost bumped New Game Plus up to hard, but then I was like, I want to have some fun with this upgraded plasma cutter. But uh, yeah, I I should have I should try that because I, bet, I love I bet, the plasma cutter. I bet you could. I, I bet you could just like mainline Golden Path that game pretty quick. Does that turn you, off if you put it in story mode? I don't know. Because I wonder if you put that thing in story mode, you could basically just, I wonder if you just walk through that game, you know? Uh, so it does, uh, people didn't mention this to me, you will just get uh, ammo drops for the items in your inventory. So if you put everything in your storage, you'll just get plasma cutter ammo uh, to fill that gun up, which was awesome. I just put all the guns I wasn't using, dropped them in my storage, ran through it with the plasma cutter, the flamethrower, the force gun, and the um, pulse rifle, and I had a, had a great time. <laughs> Never touched the ripper, the line gun, and the uh, contact beam till the end of the game where, you know, it's like the flamethrower is useless here. On some of the boss fights, you're like, I need distance here. I, I can't use it. A lot of fun. Dead Space Remake. Uh, if you haven't tried it and you like Dead Space... It gets my seal of approval. Uh, it's a, it's a good one. I'm not always a huge fan of remakes, but they do. I think a great generally job the remakes that have been coming around in recent years have been. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the effort that has gone into a lot of these, and I, you know, we talk a lot about that Resident Evil Two remake, like yeah. as a gold standard. But it Final feels Fantasy like, Seven remake is great. Yeah, you know, I just I think for me it's more of like we can't just keep recycling the same IPs, you know. Over and over again. Yes, we can. <laughs> but yes, we can. Yeah. As long as people and, keep buying them. And there is, I don't know, there is some distinction for me between remaking PS1, PS2 era games mm-hmm. and ma- remaking like Xbox 360 onward. Sure. Like the, the question is, does that distinction disappear <clears throat> over time? Because I feel like, I feel like the like game design took a turn in the 360 PS3 era that it has not yet turned away from. Like it's yeah. just been iterating on that for the last going on 20 years now yeah there's pretty like unified control schemes and mechanics yeah. and, and yeah uh, and a language like the, of games right the kind of traits of the third person shooter were pretty hammered out and, and solidified yeah. even checkpointing had gotten better and, and yeah. a lot of a lot of things that conveniences right that would be like oh yeah. yes this is a modern game yeah but this but this still still does feel valid or legitimate as a as a new game totally uh, the 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 texture and atmosphere work in this game is top notch. Like yeah, it's it's really everything good. looks great, sounds great, uh, and and for generally feels uh, really good. Uh, you know, obviously, if you're having any kind of bugs, that's a different kind of experience. That's but, a different situation. Yeah, but the like every time you look around, this ship looks like beat the hell, and it looks great, and everything's yeah. scratched up, and it's it's just really really great. All right, that's Dead Space's remake. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we head over into the news section? Nothing we for got, me. Yeah, uh, we did our planorama, and there is stuff coming out that I'm actually uh, looking forward to. So you can it check is a that. pretty loaded month overall. Yeah, not a lot of like big ticket AAA stuff, but a full of smaller. Um, I don't know if indie's the right word, but uh, smaller releases I hadn't even known were on the calendar. It was kind of fun to check out. That planorama will be up uh, over on the Patreon side of things on Thursday, so you can go listen to that or check are you, out. Are you, are you more excited about 
don't wake God or <laughs> uh-huh. give me toilet paper. So give me toilet paper, I think is actually, is that the thing you control with toilet paper? Because I saw an Wait, article what? written about what the fuck are what? you even saying? Um, I think on Polygon, when I was looking through some stuff for news this morning, Polygon had a thing about uh, a toilet paper game. And I was like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> fuck, I, I think, I, I think you might stick what the controller What are you in- saying? <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. No, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, uh, is this out already on Switch? It might be in Japan. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, yes. The, this came out six days ago. A game played with the Joy-Con inside a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> so... I don't know. Yes, we maybe? have drifted so far from God's light. We should absolutely <laughs> not wake him up because if we God. do. <laughs> uh, I think the one I'm most looking forward to is that Lunark game that that not um, uh, what you call it fade to not fade to black flashback game uh, that looks pretty good at the end of the month. Anyway, yeah, let's cool. uh, let's take a quick break uh, before we get too far down the toilet paper the TP hole, and we'll be back down the roll down the roll. Nice. With some news. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, a, you know... A thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've i gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? <laughs> I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way. I, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. Uh, And sometimes, occasionally, a knife that will go inside a kit that is themed. Because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. All right, we are back. And it's time for the new for the news for the news. Uh, it's fairly fairly light out there, yeah, Brad. Really? Mm-hmm. Would you say light pretty, light news? Pretty, pretty light week. Yeah, light week. What do you want? In wanna- fact, if this thing hadn't happened this morning, uh huh. Yes, we might just skip the segment. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? I mean, there's always for- stuff going on with the Activision merger. Sure. And- yes. 
stuff of that nature, but it's all kind of incremental. Fortnite's probably has some update. Somebody's in Fortnite. Uh, what what thing are you referring to? To what thing? Starfield got a release date this it certainly morning. did. A new is this, this is a new like release an actual date. date. Uh, yeah, did it have a date last year or was it just a month? I don't know if they ever gave it a day. Hmm. It, was it was November or something, wasn't it? Was it was targeted for November of last year and they notoriously pushed <laughs> it to this year. They're not making June as they said last. Okay. But they are going to be out on September 6th. So September 6th. Not as big a slip past June as I might have expected. So you linked this uh, video of uh, this kind of teaser for the dates, and then you have uh, Todd going out there spitting some game about, I don't know, <laughs> their office, and they're all uh-huh. excited. And they Well, he's, he's all, we, oh, we have so much more to show you. It's yeah. like, man, you showed a lot already. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what else could be in here between a thousand playable planets and a full ship editor. And all the other stuff that's in there, ship combat, like, what else do you got up your sleeve? You know, I don't know. Ship editors editing ships. The ship editor, mm. can you can edit a ship editor to edit your ship. I don't know. Also, I don't know how wh- many of these things are going to be in a fully functional state when you release this video game. We're very excited to partner with OpenAI to allow the ships to design themselves. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. You won't even have to play. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when do you think... Well, I'll set you up here. When do you think we'll find out more about this, Brad? Oh, uh-huh. glad you asked. Well, they they had said when they did their what developer direct, I think is what they're calling their new streams. Yes, right. Uh, was, they, was it the, underscore direct? Was that the I was think, that the yeah, one? With the I underscore? Think I think it's developer underscore direct. <laughs> okay, it's like it's a variable name or something. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, they had said then that they were going to do a Starfield only one of those at some mm-hmm. point in the future, and that point in the future is now known to be June eleventh. That's a that's which, a really suspicious time. Which really they then timing. went, yeah, that's a Sunday right before E three. <laughs> they then immediately went and tweeted that. Actually, it's kind of weird how they framed this. Join us for the Starfield direct following the Xbox Game Showcase on Sunday, June eleventh. Huh. So. The, the that that big Starfield deep dive will be directly after their big like E three or fake E three, quasi E three. You know what I mean? I know uh-huh. what you mean. What would be their E three right presentation, even if it's not E three branded? For all intents and purposes, their E three presentation. So buckle up for like three straight hours of Microsoft streams. Sounds yeah. like yeah. So do you think they do the thing where they you get a um a little snippet of Starfield during their main thing. And then they have like a stay tuned for an hour I, after. I, I, I bet there's like a new sizzle reel or something with the date again. And the, during that presentation and the uh, Phil Spencer clapping his hands being like, wow, I am super excited for that. You could stay tuned for more of that afterward. Great job, Todd. Great job, Todd and team. Uh, next up. Perfect dark. Uh, I wonder if they will, um, I wonder if they'll do a hosted thing or they'll do their the kind of rapid fire trailers like they've been doing. Uh, like, I don't even think they've been having somebody uh, uh, MC those any for a while. Right. They've just um, kind of cut videos. I have no memory of what they did last year. Yeah. I feel like it was, I feel like Alex, it was, you were, you were there. I was. Do you remember? No. <laughs> Wasn't it like, um, like I, I have like, I remember watching games. I remember seeing trailers. I have zero memory of what the interstitials were like. I can't remember. I think, either. I think it was probably people on green screens on green screens. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, 
We've had a lot of presentations. Maybe, maybe we're at the point where they want to go back to an onstage, like live event again. I don't know. Think they have invites going out to come join them live for their Uh, show? I mean, that would happen way closer to the event if if that's happening. Those those typically would come in within a month of it happening. But now they six six weeks maybe. Not that it's a big deal, but they um they would, everybody has to do those outside of the ESA, right? So it's not like E three registration list. You'd have to publisher separate, but they kind of did that anyway for all their presentations. Uh, it wasn't like you had an E three badge and then walked into a press conference. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You were absolutely getting individual invites from the publishers for those things. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been to one of those in so long. It took me a minute. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty thirteen was the last time I went in person to those things before we started streaming them hot dog is it that long ago yeah 2014 was the first year it was like it's just like wait a minute we talk about over video games all the time why don't we talk over these things oh my gosh that's so long ago because uh, it doesn't feel that long ago a those days were incredibly long when you just tried to go to all of them and mm-hmm. be like the value of being at all of them started feeling a little questionable in terms of like what are we getting out of this i, I, I want to say nine was the last one i was actually in the audience for and that was the one i worked for the Beatles rock band stuff at Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. To be, to be clear, I'm not saying it was not worth going to those things. I'm just yeah. saying from a content perspective, it was like, well, this puts us basically offline, off the grid for almost two straight days. Yep. Like, is are we, is this worth not generating any content from these things except for some wrap up videos or should we just like talk over them? And then from a production standpoint, if you wanted to get an archive of that thing up, you then had to post-process that whole thing from the day of filming it or recording it at the place. So instead of just streaming it and having it be the archive already, you had to then come back and there was no time to come back on some of those days between them, like Ubisoft and EA and like always back to back. And, um, the, the one time I'll say the time that I thought was like, I think we're, I think we're, not doing this correctly by going to these was I forget which, one, which Microsoft one it was, but there were a bunch of demos available to download at the time of the press conference, and I was mm-hmm. and people were like, "Oh, you could just boot these up and try these games out now," versus being at the place at the at the thing was like, "Oh, it seems like you'd be better off not being here." No, man, because yeah. then you don't get the flavor of standing in line for a kiosk behind two or three people that are all trying to hook up their own capture setups to whatever it is that they're playing. Yeah, that's I mean, the, you know, fun from stuff. from the standpoint of relationship building and keeping in touch with people and stuff, like... Atmosphere is cool, those too. Things, those things were invaluable for just wandering around and just being like, oh, so-and-so that I haven't seen in a year, like, oh, you've got a game coming out, let's chat for five minutes. You know? I think also there's a cool like, vibe, like it's a fun yeah. atmosphere there, um... <clears throat> It's like seeing a live concert, you know, it, yeah. it, there, there's something to it. Uh, all right. So that's Microsoft's showcase happening around E3. Um, yeah, I guess we'll figure out how we're going to cover that thing when we figure out how we're going to cover <laughs> E3 at some point. When we're actually convinced it's think, really a show that is happening. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Nintendo thing was like probably the end of that conversation. That sucked a lot just, of the air out just, of it. Haven't admitted it to ourselves yet. Oh, I'm still going to register for it no matter um, what, but also I may not. We may not be going to that. Um, Speaking of things that may not happen, Brad, this next story about uh, Counter-Strike. What is what is going on here? Yeah. Haven't heard that the name Counter-Strike 2. The worst Count- Counter-Strike 2 have been flying around a bit that can't the be last right. few days. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, Why? This seems to have started from people dissecting the newest NVIDIA drivers and finding references to a couple of executables that are conspicuously named. Uh, there is a csgos2.exe and cs2.exe. Okay. Um, which prompted, I had not heard of this guy, but he seems to be relatively well vouched for Richard Lewis. Uh, oh, I've heard of him. Uh, a journalist in the esports space. I guess he... I guess he broke the match-fixing scandal of Counter-Strike in 2015. Okay. Um, He's flat out in his newsletter out there saying, Counter-Strike 2 is coming, the beta is launching this month. That's very soon this month. Off off the back of this. Um, Is basically the gist of what he's saying. I did some more looking around, and there are some other people who may be in the know here saying, like, this is not that. Hmm. The, the like I saw like the counter narrative counter uh-huh. narrative to this uh, is that they are just rebasing basically the existing game on Source Two, which is kind of way less flashy. Okay, like still certainly probably still good like work to do for the health and longevity of the game. Yeah, but not a proper sequel in that telling of this thing. So you're saying the two here could be Source Two. So if yeah, you're I mean, if you look at this, executable. Like, like CSGO S2 sure sounds like Source 2. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, conflicting, like I said, conflicting reports here on how extensive this is as a follow-up. Right. Uh, I mean, even, even if it's just CSGO on a newer engine, that's still a pretty big deal. Cause yeah, that's not nothing. I think, it's, I think it's easy for people to forget that CSGO is still the biggest game on Steam by a lot. That I honestly like, feels a lot more believable huge. to me than the it's, idea of them just shadow-dropping a new one. Like CS, CSGO continues to be insanely huge. I don't think I realized that until I was reading this article you linked at the bottom where they're like, right. you know, this thing is monstrous. Remember when I said earlier that 100,000 Steam reviews was a lot of user reviews? Yeah. CSGO has about 7 million okay. user reviews. I mean, it's, this, I mean it's, it's this, still consistently the most played game on Steam by a wide margin. This article on uh, uh, Video Games chronicles says 1.3 million players per day which yeah, is it's a lot gracious it's a lot a lot of players and it's it's still free right i, yes. su- I assume free they play. must free have play. some i mean there's there's weapon crates okay. and skins and the whole shebang okay the the it's, dark business that was pioneered with dota went on to infect <laughs> counter-strike as well I, or maybe it's the other way around i actually they may have pioneered some of that stuff in cs before it came to dota I haven't played a Counter Strike. So wait, is there is it Counter Strike Go? Is the is the Counter Strike at this it's point? The current, it's okay. the current one to play. Okay, can you play like, Counter Strike? Uh, well, CS has had a lot of weird forms. Okay, something something. One point six beta, or was it one point oh six beta? Counter Strike. I can't remember. If it was one point oh six or one point six? But like that was the for a long time. It was just like oh the oh it was one oh six right. The people that claimed that 106 beta was still the true version of Counter-Strike and that everything after that is bullshit. Okay. Anyway, you know, it was a Half-Life mod. They ported it to the Source engine right around the time that Steam became a thing. Mm-hmm. CSGO happened eight years, seven years after that or something. Uh, it is the kind of current version of the game. I don't keep up with that scene. Um, they've talked a lot about this new version having a higher tick rate to compete with Valorant, so I think that's probably a thing that people 
and competitive shooters pay attention to these days. What's a tick? Oh, tick is, rate on like tickets? I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look it. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't look it up, but I assume they're talking about like time slices from the server, like how often the server updates the client. Oh wow! On okay. on the state of the world, the state oh, of the boy. game. Okay. Like like I basically I saw like oh Valorant like they're they're upping it to a, a, a tick rate of 128 to bring it in line with Valorant, which I guess Valorant is probably the biggest competition to CS:GO these days. What's uh What's a team fortress these days? Um, I think people still play TF2. Yeah, I, I think it's still relatively popular. Okay. Um, I should look that up. Actually, like, uh, let's just look at let's just look at the most played list here. Okay, payday. Uh, yep, yep. Peak today. CS:GO 1.25 million. Okay. As of right now, I should look at this list more. This is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> Can I guess? I, Sure. Get, all right, top five. We got Payday Two in there. We got Ark mm. Survival in there. Mm, close on that one. Okay, but not quite. Uh, hunt the hunt the hunt showdown is is that mm. in the top ten? Dead by no. Daylight. Oh. oh, okay. All right, what do you got? What do you got? Uh, it is CS:GO. I would not have expected this, but Dota Two is still number two. Okay, okay. because right. because I've I've looked at the by like revenue lists recently, and Dota is like not even in the top fifty. I don't think in revenue. Hmm. On Steam at the moment, but it's still the number two most played. Lost Ark is number three. Oh, huh. okay. Uh, Destiny Two is number four right now, but that expansion just came out. Like, yeah, that'll days do ago. that. So, or sure. even fewer. So that's that. That's having a hot spell at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Apex Legends number five. Okay. Huh. Okay. Which is unexpected. PUBG at number six, despite all <sighs> the proclamations of PUBG's demise. <laughs> I don't think uh, PUBG is ever going to die unless, you know, something really goes wrong with that thing. But it just feels yeah. like it is no longer the standard bearer it was at the outset. GTA 5 still at number 12. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not higher, honestly. That game, that game will really? never die. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, okay. Anyway, Counter-Strike still goddamn huge. And so even if it's literally just CSGO on a more modern engine with sure. like tech upgrades and stuff, that's still kind of a big deal. That kind yep. of makes me want to install the new version and try it. Oh, I'm sure you would, right? If it like nothing dropped, that's just. Can I just can I just set my match filter to only play on De Dust the whole time? <laughs> I'm sure you could, right? I, Somewhere. I, I was one of those people that was like, "Fuck dust, too." <laughs> this is not my dust. <laughs> not my dust. Get off that dust. Yeah, you are not on that dust. Anyway, if these reports are to be believed, whatever they're doing is going to be revealed in the next two three weeks. Okay. Oh, so keep an eye out if it's a, like an actual new game in some capacity that's kind of a huge deal i feel it's almost too big yeah i feel uh, like that's gonna be that would not be a thing they just shadow dropped i feel like you've convinced me during the course of this uh news section that this is going to be a source engine to port or you know uh upgrade uh yeah, that's yeah like they moved dota 2 to source 2 at some point like that's just a thing they do right so I wouldn't be shocked if this is actually, from a user-facing standpoint, not a huge deal in the end, but who knows? Who knows? Somebody knows. Valve knows. Richard Lewis. Do they? I don't know. That's the thing. Do they? I have no idea. S- somebody knows. Uh, all right. This final story here. Brad, why don't you take it away with the playdate? Uh, Panic, the makers of Transmit and the playdate. Uh-huh. Uh, have rolled out an on-device store for the Playdate. The Playdate's the the fun little handheld with the crank. Got a crank. 
that we streamed last year. Yeah. Uh, they finally have rolled out a storefront so you can buy games directly on the device now. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, you know, that's, that's notable, but not a huge, or, you know, it's something you would expect, but they've launched a bunch of new games along with that. So there's a whole flood of, of new kind of top tier games, premium content, perhaps. Yeah. Like previously it was the season pat or the season thing. Yes. You kind of got your games. So, like, officially, they've only ever put out the, what is it, 20 games, I think, that came with Season 1 when you bought it. Right. Um, and then you sideload your, the rest yeah. of your stuff in there. Yeah, like, you've been able to sideload free, and, like, people have sold games on itch. So, you've been able to get more games for this thing, certainly for a while, but not directly on the device. Granted, sideloading's very easy, but, right. you know, like, there's a certain, I guess there's a certain prestige to be one of, being one of these games that launched with the store. For sure. Uh, and I kind of want—I kind of want to take a look at some of these because that thing is still kind of interesting from a development standpoint. What with the crank and all. Do you, can you? Um, <laughs> the number one, the top game on this list of new games is a game called A Joke That's Worth Ninety Nine Cents, and it costs one dollar. That sounds pretty good. I'm gonna have to—I'm gonna have to find out what joke is worth ninety nine cents. Uh, uh, one of the free games on here is a game we saw during our Planorama, which is Recommendation Dog. Uh, oh, is is on this list, and it's one of the okay. free ones. Do you know okay. if you can access this store from the Playdate itself, or will it be from the website? Yeah, no, it's on the Playdate, that's so you the can kinda, scroll through. To it's the, called it's called Catalog. That's the yeah, the, the name of it is Playdate Catalog, and yeah, okay. that's right there on the system. Okay. Um, because there's not a lot of there's not a lot to the system, you know. Yeah, uh, I assume you you have linked your credit card and information all off device. Uh, yes, you do. Yeah, you do maintain a, an account on the Playdate site. Um, yeah, some of these games look fun. No, uh, uh, um, pa- Panic's got a game on here for six dollars called Heidi Spot. It ooh. looks like the the most expensive one on this list is a couple for fifteen dollars. There's yeah, most of them are like two to ten dollars. Yeah, uh, I don't think there was a game in season one credited to Panic actually, if I'm not mistaken. No, so I. New. I didn't boot my thing past my first initial thing. I just booted uh, it up. Yeah. It's been a while. I wonder if it still has a charge. I like the cool. device. I, just, I can I can I can tell you with extreme confidence it does not. Does not what? Because I have a charge. Oh have a charge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it you a, can't turn it off. It 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 idles in a super low power state, but not technically <laughs> off. Okay. And, and I can tell you from experience that that lasts about a week and a half. Okay. okay. Good to know. Uh, I, yeah. keep, I keep it on my desk as a clock when I'm not using it. Nice. Always ready does, to go. And it does need charging on, on the regular. Um, all right. That's the play. Oh, date. Also, they oh. raised, they raised yes. the price. Also, they announced that the price of the unit is going up $20 in a month. Yes. Due to increased manufacturing costs. So if you want a play date at 179, order it now. <laughs> Cause it will be $200. Operators are standing by. Yeah, I, are they still like, backlogged? I, I don't know. I would okay. assume they've probably sold or shipped through their initial initial orders. I wonder if you and I have different chips in ours. Um, I don't think so. It's possible. Remember they, they changed the, they had the chip they, chip problem. They, they changed the chipset before it released. Mm. So there's a weird situation where a handful of journalists got test units like oh eight okay. or eight months or so before it came out and those units that they have use the old hardware. Okay. So and they hadn't they, really put it into production yet. And they, and they had to pivot hardware before it went wide and, and they shipped retail units. But I got, I got one of their like retail ones at launch. 
Okay. And I think those are all on the same hardware. It sounded like a nightmare. But yes, there are, there are units out there that have slightly different internals. <gasps> yeah, check the serial code. Those are the yeah. good ones to get. All right, that is the news uh, for going on this week. Starfield and Microsoft's showcase, Counter-Strike, possibly getting an update or a sequel. We'll see. And uh, the play dates with its store and uh, $20 additional price hike coming soon. Uh, we do have an email address. It is podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast at nextlander.com, where you can send in emails and we will scoop them up and go through them. Podcast at nextlander.com. Brad Shoemaker, what is in the email hopper? It's been cooking in there, simmering around. Mm -hmm. What delicious Here's goodies. Here's hmm. a question from Leo. Leo. Me and the missus are coming to New York City for a short stay in May. Never been before. Where should we go for some really good New York pizza? Oh, geez. Okay. So. Dose Bros. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Best pick. Why what not? Bros? Dose Bros. Two Bros. Dose Bros. Is they still oh. $2? Is they still $2 a slice? Impossible. Impossible? It might still, yeah. I the, place, the place near here that has pizza by the slice, it's like five fifty. Whoa! I don't know. I don't know. You might, you might cause some problems. Uh, also, I went on Sunday and they didn't have any slices ready. What does that say what, about that a pizza place? Okay, okay that's why. Take your like, pizza card they away. Like, they were like, oh, we ran out of pies for slices. It'll be like 30 minutes. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what if I go get dim sum instead? Uh, here's the dark secret about pizza in New York. Everywhere's uh, good. Pretty much everywhere is a baseline of good. Like the worst pizza you'll probably get is just like in some random like hole in the wall deli. But even that is like probably fairly edible. Um, my personal favorite place, and I just looked it up to make sure it was still there. I've been there in a while, but uh, it is still there. Uh, John's of Bleecker Street uh, down in the Greenwich Village is mm. fan fucking tastic. Uh, that is my Manhattan place of choice. Uh. Rizzo's is always a very good, uh, they have a few different locations around New York. That's one we get around here. And if you're in Queens, uh, check out, uh, Antica. That's also a very good pizzeria. That one, uh, that one I have even heard of. Yes. And th there's, okay. there's stuff in, um, there's a couple in Brooklyn that I can't name off the top of my head that people swear by. Everybody's got their pizza place they swear by. You you will find a million places called John's or Ray's or <laughs> original John's yeah. or original Ray's. And you know what? They're all probably at least pretty good. Uh, two bros I used to walk by all the time because they have a couple of locations. I think it might actually be a dollar slice for a pizza. Um, listen, you'd be hard pressed to find bad pizza in New York. I, I think if you're looking for specialty pizza stuff, that's a little different. But if you're looking for just like a big, wide New York foldable slice, yeah, like, like I've had delicious pizza from everywhere, from the bowels of Port Authority to the you know tops of fancy hotel buildings. It's all yeah. pretty good. Also, he, you know, don't just limit yourself to pizza. There's all sorts of yeah, good he, food. Yeah, well, he there, asked. He, he also zones. said, anywhere else you'd recommend for food, happy to go with anything from diners to Michelin star joints. Here's, here's the delicious. ones I always rattle off whenever I'm like, hey, you're in town for the first time. You want to check out some stuff? Here's the thing. Katz's Deli is definitely a little bit overhyped and a little bit overrated, but the food is really fucking are they, good. Are you sure they're still open? Katz's? Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> Katz's is definitely still there. <laughs> okay. I thought maybe they had closed down or something. No, 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 no. Katz's is one of those institutions that's not going to go anywhere. Uh, Be prepared to bring your wallet. Yeah. And also uh, definitely split a sandwich with someone because yeah. the uh, 
boy howdy the big ones they are uh they they are beefy uh get yourself a nice pastrami sandwich there's a place called veselka uh that is a a ukrainian joint uh that i really love if you have any fondness for pierogies or those kinds of foods mm. uh it is fantastic uh, and, you know, I think just about any ramen or Japanese place you happen to run across will probably at least be pretty good. I haven't been in the, I haven't been in the city in too long. I don't know. Same. Yeah. There are, I don't go in there much. There are a couple of, I don't know if they're still around, but really good vegan places in, in New York City, which might yes. be worth going to, uh, also to check out. Um, yeah, Katz's is good. It's, it's expensive, but, um. But it's it's a fun novelty place to go to to get your sandwich that is bigger than your head, if that's what you want. Get some pastrami. Yep. You'll be happy. Uh, I th- thought they had one in Midtown. Maybe I'm thinking of a different big uh, Jewish deli in Midtown that closed. There down. was one that closed. It was, it was, no, that was the Midtown one. Like, Katz's okay. is further south. Yeah, by Mercury Lounge. Okay. Yeah. By, by like, okay. That sounded like, like, Houston Street. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have fun. Enjoy. Uh, what, just remember when they, the, when you walk by all those places that are selling electronics and they say going out of business, everything must go, don't buy anything from there. They're no. they're, not, they're not really going out of business. Um, also, if you, uh, if you find a way, a way to Koreatown, get yourself in Korean fried chicken, go to a Bonchon or something like oh, that. What's the one we used to go to with Reichert and Mahardy, uh, that had the big the <sighs> beer boot, not Is a that boot, mad but, for chicken. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. It was so good, though. It was Here's so the, good. Any of the Korean joints in that neighborhood are, again, baseline pretty damn good. It was the so. one where you had to go into the basement, and it kind of felt like you were in an underground gambling ring. Yeah. Uh, and That yeah, place was all right. That place was really good. Um, that was fun. Yes. Have a good time. Enjoy. Yes. All right, Brad. Got another one? Uh, speaking of Dan, I think it's probably been some weeks since we talked about Labo. Labo, yeah. And what people did with their Labos. Uh-huh. Christopher from Portland writes in, I'm sure this is the 50th time you've gotten this, actually the first, but Dan Reichert famously threw his Labo kits into the trash less than an hour after building them. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember that, but Not that's recycling, funny. but trash. Uh, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, not that you should keep that stuff around, you should recycle it or give it to somebody else. That, I don't know. I don't know how you get rid of that stuff. That piano was cool. Yeah. That piano was a lot of work to put together, and, like, a child would enjoy that. I would at least probably, well, I, I don't know. I actually don't know how useful it is without the Switch in the game, though. Yeah. If you gave it away. No, you need a Switch. And, like, the back, the robot backpack and all that stuff. I don't know. Labo. Uh, Labo. No. That's all I have to say. Labo. Yeah, that's all there is to say about Labo. Labo. Labo, Labo eating up Labo. Land, eating up landfills. All over the place. People that, were very excited about Labo. Yeah. That stuff out. was not cheap, too. Things were kind of pricey. I uh, got another email. Um, Alex from New York City is the new official name of Yakuza 7, like a dragon 7, like a dragon. So, no, I don't think they went back and retroactively changed the names of the U.S. games here. It's just that from going forward here, uh, they will, in fact, be calling them all like a dragon. I see. So we don't get we don't get the double. I think it's still Yakuza 7 officially here. Boo. Boo. What is what is it called in Japan? It's always been like a dragon. Is but the it's thing. like Ryu. Ryu Gagotoku. Yeah, it's the name Gagotoku. of the studio. Okay. Um, all right. Any more emails? Uh, how about one more here? 
think it's been a week or two since I talked about the use of IRC in the military that I came upon in a, uh, an academic paper that was published. Go on. This person did not provide their full name, but I will just not even read the initials just to be safe. <laughs> As a prior MQ-9 Reaper pilot, Whoa. I can tell you that we were definitely using a version of MIRC without an appropriate license. <laughs> I served in Air Combat Command at Creech Air Force Base near Las Vegas for a few years, conducting remote pilot missions that were flying in Afghanistan. Every mission required us to log on to MIRC. We pronounced it Merc, which has its own sense of irony. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In order to open specific chat rooms with joint terminal attack controllers, as well as multiple analysts, supervisors, etc., they all had access to our video feed and used MIRC to communicate certain requests and authorizations to the crew. There is something... Okay, I had to look up the MQ-9 Reaper, also known as the Predator, the drone. Uh, it's the it's the drone. There's something, I don't know, a little unnerving about an IRC client and drones on like the same... I li- Listen, I understand it's not just people typing in go left. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's not Twitch IRC. plays your fucking, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, your, is, your drone strikes. I, I get this, it. This sounds like higher level coordination. Anyway, uh, they continue. Before the MIRC login screen, a licensing pop-up would appear that would seem to indicate a, requ- a, a, a purchase was required before using the software. However, we bypassed the screen with a simple click of the X to close the window and proceeded to log in. Nice. So did I. <laughs> Tell you from many years of experience that license was uh, a suggestion, sort of optional, suggested but not required. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Khaled Bartom Bay deserves a lot of credit. Do you, do you have a client currently installed? No, I. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll use. Uh, I don't know how people pronounce it. IRSSI. Okay. RCE. I'm not sure how people say it is the current command line IRC client. I'll fire up occasionally. Okay. In a shell. I haven't had a, I have not. Ah, uh, I could actually, I might, I might, I might have an IRC. I don't think I have a GUI IRC client installed. I okay. might. I've not had an IRC installed in a very long time. I don't know anyone who still uses IRC. Is vid games still, uh, uh no, no long gone. The cha- like nobody's like can you re can you make a channel oh like, yeah yeah anybody okay. if, if nobody is in the ch- any channel on IRC you just make it and then you own it okay so if until somebody you makes leave it vid games and then just keeps it running then it would technically be up I left a client idling in that channel for like a year to own it a couple years ago just to just for old time's sake because uh, why not because why not yeah okay um I, you know I mean I kind of get it like IRC is totally open. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot you could do with it. It's probably yeah. it's probably better that than like Discord or something for military That's operations. Slack, right? Sure. Slack. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. This whole thing is very weird. I, it, it's a it's a robust piece of uh, uh, protocol. You know, like it, there's yeah. a lot. It's like when people still go on IRC or they'll go to um, Usenet and stuff to go do their weird dark, oh, yes. dark business, you know? Usenet, Usenet has certainly taken on a new lease on life in the last few years. So, like, uh, Twitch Twitch chat famously built on IRC. There you go. As a matter of fact. I don't know if it's still possible. You used to be able to just join Twitch chat with an IRC client. That's funny. I, uh, I, wonder, I wonder if there's any way for me to pull up my old IRC name. Like, I have no idea. I don't remember that oh, no, at all. Um, it, it depends on the network. Some networks will run Purchase. registration on Nix, but that's like, 
layered on top. That's not part of the IRC protocol. That's something they have layered kind of on top of that. Or there may actually, there may have been extensions for that in later versions of the protocol, but from the beginning it was, there was absolutely no account registration, no anything. So would they purge it? As 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 long as, well, like originally, as long as nobody else was using the NIC when you were on the network, you could just take it. Okay. But as soon as you, as soon as you quit, anybody else could take it. Okay. Everything, everything on IRC originally was completely ephemeral. Okay. Which is part of what was kind of crazy and awesome and weird about it. Interesting. That's also very scary, right? Um, yeah. Anybody could just show up with your Nick one day and impersonate you. Yep. Except you could see people's IP when they joined. So if they were joining from a a weird, unusual IP, you had some idea. Uh, any other emails? Uh, let's call it there. Okay. I'm going to call it there. Thanks for the emails, everybody. That is again, uh, podcast at nextlander.com. Got a bunch of stuff going on this week on Monday. Boy, howdy. You won't believe the trials and tribulations happening in Hitman Freelancer. The highs, the lows, the victories, the defeats. Uh, you can check that video out from Monday. Of course, we've got the Watchcast currently up. We started our Michelle Yo month with Yes, Madam, and uh, Police Story 3 Super Cop. Is that the, the yes. whole title? Uh, got that going on. You can check that out over on the Patreon side of things. We're going to uh, have, uh, um, I was almost going to say Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies uh, up next week, so you can check that out and the full schedule up over on the Patreon side of things. That's patreon.com slash nextlander. If you're keeping up with the watch cast, remember that's the cast where we talk about the movies yes. that you love and that we love. We've got a lot of movies now. We've watched yeah. a lot. We've watched watched a lot. That list is getting long, and it's uh, only going to get longer, my friend. Uh, we got a ramble cast, like I said earlier on this show. We've got a planorama going up on Thursday, where we kind of run through the month of releases. Uh, also on Thursday, we'll have a grab bag stream. Uh, maybe some of the things we talked about here. Maybe some other stuff you'll see on that grab bag stream as we come to it tomorrow to check out some games and then friday brad you may or may not be here but we are going to be uh currently scheduled to be going to see a video game (laughs) um uh will uh we've got abby russell booked as well to the swing by uh to have some fun on friday apparently that out apparently a new atmospheric river is moving in thursday night great so great go have a housewarming top of everything else we'll see how things are going on friday um well if we don't see you on friday have a safe and fun expedition to wherever you might be headed yes, to parts unknown yeah of san francisco uh you can go uh check out everything that we just talked about over on our twitch or youtube or check out patreon.com slash nextlander we also just recorded a never been a better podcast with austin walker and jeff backlar and that'll be going up my plan is to get that up on friday and of course, you can check that out over at patreon.com slash nextlander, where you can support us, keep us going. We thank everybody for going there and uh, uh, finding a tier that's just right for you. There is one tier, though, on patreon.com slash nextlander that gets their names read on this here show. It is the Mysterious Benefactor tier, and Alex has those names. Alex, take it away. Sure thing. Our mysterious benefactors for this week are RRE, John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, 
John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad's Midsize Hoodoo Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Octothorpe Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clemens Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Thanks again to everybody, all of those mysterious benefactors, like I've said before, some names on there that have been on there for a long time, and we really appreciate all the support from everybody, especially these mysterious benefactors, month after month, and now year after year, um, going out there to support us, and everybody who has uh, uh, kept us going, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, this week, we've got a bunch of stuff up currently. We'll have uh, that that Planorama and that Never Been a Better podcast going up later on in the week. That's going to do it for this week's show. It's a fun one. There are games. Yeah. Oh, we just did that Planorama. There's actually like some pretty exciting stuff coming out. Dredge, that fishing game. I don't know what it is, but I kind of want to check it out. Don't disappoint me, Dredge. That's my only... I'm the, I, am the, I am the law. That's Judge Dredge. That's a judge. We're not doing that movie judge. anytime soon. Judge Dredge joke. That's the kind of stuff. That's that's you're what you're paying for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one for free. Thank you, Alex Navarro. It's, it's a game you. you play by wrapping Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone around the Joy-Con. That's right. That's right. you got to roll them back and forth. Um, thank you, Alex Navarro. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. We'll be back next week. <laughs>